podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. things to talk about we have show notes what <laughs> i know it's crazy we got, uh, organized. we got organized so um it's kind of fun on thursday nicole sent me the google doc and i opened it and then we both started working on it on the same time so i could see what it was Nicole's pretty awesome <laughs> i was like seeing you back 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 copy and paste moving things around and i was like oh look there's jenny formatting <laughs> So, um, it's funny because I feel like I've been knitting a lot more, but when I went to go look at what I'd finished since the last time we recorded, it wasn't a whole lot. I know. I felt the same way. I was like, oh my God, is it true that I hadn't finished, I hadn't finished anything? And yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> well, you did. You finished. We were both working on self-striping socks for the kiddos. Right. And Socktober. For Socktober. A success story. I, for <laughs> the first time in like a decade, ever. right? <laughs> we both, uh, yeah, made self-striping socks for our kids. Um, I was under the gun from my kid. <laughs> it was like every day checking in to see how much further I had to go. He's been wearing them, and we're I'm, we're trying to show him how to hand wash them. Although John last night hand washed them, and I was like, "This is his job, not your job." <laughs> but um, the first time he wore them, and then he wanted to wear them. We were going to Sacramento the next day, and. I think, this is just me, I'm probably going to grow some people out, I don't feel like you necessarily need to wash socks after one use. No, wool socks. Not wool socks, right? No. But he was like, no, 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 i got to wash them. And I said, well, no, we'll just take them. When we were going to Sacramento, I was like, just take them. And then I hear the sink turn on, and <laughs> it started running them under the water. Oh so we did take them, we put them in the backseat of the car in the sun so that they would dry out, and he was able to wear them again that weekend. So he's worn them a few times and washed them a few times. And wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought the whole benefit to, like, wool clothing was that it was, like, it didn't... It never absorbed odor, and yeah. like you didn't have to wash it as much. And and he's four. Like, how stinky yeah. are his feet? Not that yeah, stinky. Exactly. So anyway, he, he yeah. So I finished the the neon socks in uh, fishnets yarn, and um, you, have you bought any more self striping? Have not. I'm I know, holding I've been out. Looking at it, yeah. I've been holding out. I did. Um, yeah, I've been looking a lot at Desert Vista Dye Works um, because I've been looking at her yarn for a long time um and I've kind of feel like I want to knit a pair of Christmassy socks and she has some fun zombie Christmas colorways but I haven't I have not purchased yet kind of like Nightmare Before Christmas um yeah kind of one is called Zombuddy's Kissing Santa Claus and it's (laughs) she has this color that she does that is sort of the it's called decomposition so it's supposed to look like I guess zombie flesh and then it's alternated with red and green but it looks kind of good like it's actually not it's not like not hideous it's not as gross as it sounds um and then the other thing I finished was uh, the Drague hat by um, Alex Tinsley. It's part of her Sweet Tooth collection, um, which I purchased. It was a, you know, I think I talked about this a couple of episodes ago, where if you bought it when there was only one pattern out, it was $8. And then when two, every time she released a pattern, it, the price went up. Mm-hmm. The final 
prices fourteen dollars, which is a pretty great de but deal. But if you buy early, then you get the subsequent patterns. Included? Yes. Okay. So I've I paid eight dollars, and then as each pattern got released, I got all four of them. But if you buy it now, it's fourteen dollars, which is still it's like less than four dollars a pattern. You right. get four patterns, and they're all really cute. So at the time that I talked about it. I think the only pattern she had it was Drague, which I knit in um, Malabrigo worsted in uh, some something I had left from another project. And um, it is the Hollyhock colorway, which is um, like a pinky purple, purpley pink, purpley pink. Um, it's a great, it's like a super cable-y, lush feeling pattern. Um, I highly recommend it. I have not made the pom-pom yet that it in the, is in the original pattern, but um, I will do that. I actually made mine, I think I, I increased by a repeat. So if anybody ends up knitting this, it felt a little short, and people were re reporting that it was a little short, and I didn't, of course, write in my notes this, but I did do one more repeat. And you were easily able to accomplish that with one skein, right? Yes, less than one skein. Yeah. I'm trying to think how much I had. So it says that I have 168 yards in stash, and so in at least in, that's less than a skein. So, nice. um, so I knit that. But I the patterns that have come out since then are really also very cute. Um, there's this one that's supposed to look like a pop a rocket pops and popsicle that. Um, you know the ones that's oh, it it's blue, red, like and yes, white? Yes, yes, And it even has this, like, swirly bit at the top. Like, like bi-colored pom-pom? Yeah, tri nice. or tri-colored pom-pom, I think. That was a tri? Yeah, it's three. Okay. Can actually yeah, be seen yeah, yeah. here. Anyway, um, I'm very happy. I'd like to be able to knit um, more of those patterns. Um, and actually, with the 2015 Hadalong, which I'll talk about later in the episode, uh, we'll have lots of opportunity for are that. all in Malabrigo? They are. That's kind of her thing. A lot of her patterns are in Malabrigo worsted, which I don't have a ton of in stash, but I also feel like I have a ton of lots of stuff in my stash. Right. So uh, I could probably find something that is appropriate. Cool. So, yeah. Yay. Um, so I have a few whips. I think one of the things that's different is for a few years now I have been sort of monogamously knitting mm -hmm. and right now I'm in a place where I have three different projects on the needles um, that you're devoting equal amounts of time to I'm devoting some amounts of time to each of them okay um, I'm making a pair of the neon socks um, so there was a ton of yarn left over right. from Adrian socks um, so what I did was I took the remainder divided it into two balls mm -hmm. and I started from the toe mm -hmm. up now, it's important to say that I am on my third try with these socks, which is, says something about me. I am not giving up. So the first time I try to knit two at a time socks on the same circular needle, I just can't do it. It's too much twisting and untwisting. Yeah. And I try to do the princess foot, the you know reverse mm -hmm. stockinette. And when two socks are on the needle, it just created a big gap. Like okay. it was too gappy where the in the in between the right. two socks. It pulled too much. It pulled too much with that reverse stockinette. So I pulled them out back just to the toe. So I was like, oh, this is salvageable. I had only knit like eight rows, mm -hmm. so I can just separate them onto two different needles. I'll just start knitting. Mm -hmm. And I got most of the way through one foot on one of them, and I was like, let me try this on. And then I pinched it a little bit. And I was like, these are too big. And I was knitting them on two point fives, 
So I ripped it all the way out. <laughs> Switch to 2.25s and have a much tighter foot. And I think I also may have reduced my stitch count. Right. So How many stitches did you test on? I think 60. Well, I started it. Right. Oh, that was the other thing. The other thing I messed up. Oh, no. Is that I wasn't really paying attention and I was doing the Judy's Magic cast on. Uh-huh. And I just did a sock for Adrian and I, was, I don't know why I was... The, I think I cast on... 12 stitches at the beginning, meaning six and six. Right. But in my head, I think I thought I had cast on 12 and 12. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I have to do more for me. So I cast on 40 stitches to begin with. and the, So I had this big, fat wedge oh. toe. Wow. Okay. Or 36 stitches or something. Right, right, right. So I went back and started with a reasonable amount of stitches, which was 10 on each needle. Right. <laughs> Not 20 on each needle. <laughs> and, um, and ended up with a much more reasonably sized so um, I am to the heels now from the toe up, and I am going to try this fish lips kiss heel without all the setup. So there's all the setup you should do about how to position where to start the heel. I'm just going to guess. I'm going to make an educated guess based on how you do short row heels, which mm-hmm. is about an inch and a half short of the foot length, right? and start the fish lips kiss. So... That's that's next. I almost have both. What does that heel look like? It looks like a short row heel. Oh. Um, you can see some examples of it on uh, Ravelry. So that those I've got both both of the um, fish lips kiss is what it is. Sorry, if I I keep getting because I was talking about fish knits yarn. Right. <laughs> I don't know which one I'm saying now. So um, so here's what it looks like. More or less, looks like a short row heel, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have the addicted to the garter short row heel. Yeah, just, uh, I might try it again. I want to try a couple no different weird, kinds of. There's no weirdness to it. Apparently, there's no weirdness to this either. There's no wrapping and turning. Um, really? Yeah, there's no wrapping and turning, or so the pattern states. And so, okay, we'll see how that goes. And um. And so that's, yeah, so I want to, um, to do that. I have both of the feet knit to almost to the point where I would do the heel turn. So I'm doing that. This is my method of knitting two socks at once, which is to, like, knit part one of one sock, knit part one of the second sock, and then I'll do both the heel turns, and then I'll be able to knit the, uh, the, the leg, leg until, until I run out of yarn. So Perfect. I'm very excited. So, um, so that's why I have a couple other things I'm knitting, but why don't you talk about what you're knitting? I am working on uh, Glenisee's Water Street cardigan. Mm-hmm. And you um, look like you have a sleeve there. Yeah. I f- it's a bottom-up um, one-piece construction. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm done with the skirt of the body. Mm-hmm. And now I have to knit sleeves so I can put the whole thing together. So I'm knitting sleeves. Um, and I'm using Pigeon Roof Studios um, Sport, Merino Sport, in mm-hmm. the Electric Rose colorway. Now, what's the gauge on that? Um, you're supposed to knit it loosely to kind of get more drape. Mm-hmm. So the gauge is 20. Okay. It doesn't feel too drapey. Yeah. And it's a superwash, right? So yeah. it's going to add to the drape eventually. Yeah. So beautiful, this colorway. It really is not so beautiful. Yeah. The only... The only thing I'm not loving is uh, alternating ball- balls of yarn. But I know, but you can't not do it. 
And <laughs> you would regret it if you didn't. I do. I have. <laughs> I speak from experience. Um, the thing that I am knitting at the moment as we podcast is a pattern by Megan Williams of Stockin' It Zombies called Weather the Weather Hat. And this is a free pattern and a, a few years old. And basically it's um, a garter stitch or what I've heard someone refer to as faux garter stitch because it's garter stitch in the round. Someone I heard someone refer to this as faux garter stitch because you have to knit and purl. Huh. Yeah. But it's the same effect, right? right. You know, because it's, it's in the round. So, you know, some basic, I think it's twisted rib for the, the, bot, uh, the brim and then... Oh. You do a garter stitch, and then there's uh, traveling twisted stitches up. And I think the idea was that this is what the weather maps look like. It was like Sweet. during a particularly cold time. Um, and my co-librarian and I were talking about, that was recently twin day at school, uh-huh. and we were talking about how funny it would be to dress up as thing one and thing two for uh-huh. twin day next time. So um, to emulate thing one and thing two's hair, I thought this was actually kind of a good... Um, a good way to show it's the same colors as that straight up turquoise right and then it has this traveling uh stitch that looks like wavy crazy hair what yarn are you using this is ella ray uh, superwash merino it's pretty it is pretty it's fuzzier than i would think a superwash merino would be yeah it's a little rougher too like it's not like cascade 220 superwash right like you i don't know i think of it's, yeah. it's a little rough for it's a super a little rustic. Like, if I got this and without a ball band, I would assume this was a non-superwash right. wool. So, um, so that's the second thing I'm working it's on. Pretty. I love the color. Is, and so I have to knit a second one, too. And I thought I could knit one out of a half a ball of yarn, but that's not true. So I'm going to end up having to go buy more <laughs> yarn to finish oh, this no. project. And she was going to knit her own, but since it's, I think I'm just going to make her this hat as her Christmas gift. Nice. I'm like, surprise! I thought that you didn't know I was making this. So, um, what else are you knitting? I am knitting the Gramps cardigan, which I started in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally... I'm almost done with the body. Mm-hmm. Oh, and is this in the Pioneer? Yeah, and it's oh my goodness, so velvety feeling. It is so velvety feeling. I, I was surprised. I didn't think it was gonna be that soft. Wow. Because, you know, there's a lot of vegetal matter in there. Yeah, but it does. It softens up beautifully. Yeah. I wish my I had the thing I made out of my Pioneer fit me better. It just was too big. I didn't oh, really? make it. Yeah, I didn't. It's that vest, yeah. that cute little vest. It's supposed to be fitted, and it is not really I like fitted. that vest though. So cute. I know, but it's probably, it took me not very long to make it. I should probably just remake it smaller. Okay. You know, I don't know. I love the cute little dress you have on right now. I think I've worn it, I've worn it with the other dress. I have uh, my uh, Julie Weisenberg, um, what is this tunic called? The Emma tunic sewing pattern, which I don't think she's ever released. Um, and I, um, yeah, I think the one that I made in that denim linen um, I have worn the best ever. You used gold thread. Oh yeah, that is awesome. This is a little risky. I used the gold thread in my Wonder Woman costume too. Nice. Where did I use it? I sewed with it in my machine, um, but metallic thread is not always the best thing for sewing machines. But, oh really? Like yeah, it's it it's pretty fragile. Easily, yeah. yeah, but I was like, I'm going for it. It's a nice touch. Thank you. Um, 
So the last thing that I'm working on, and I'm desperately wanting to finish one of my three projects because I want to get to like what's on the horizon and how excited I am about those five things that I want to knit. I'm knitting, um, this is a pattern by Allison, and I'm going to butcher her last name, so I'm not even going to say it. It starts with a D, and she is Sweatshop of Love is her... <laughs> Yeah, right? Perfect. And I knit her work plus shelter mitts a few years ago, and um, I got this pattern for the Baby Buffet Cardigan, and um, it's um, it's just a kind of a basic top-down raglan cardigan for little kids, but there are options for, like, putting pockets on it, putting a hood on it, putting a hood with ears on it, putting a hood with ears and fringe on it. So um, this is for my neighbor who has, they're having a baby in... December and I, so crazy. I'm like when I look at the length of the body I'm trying to figure out what size this is like because of course I didn't knit it to gauge I'm using Barocco vintage chunky because I loved these two colors together mm -hmm. um, which is a little bit bigger than gauge and I decided to knit it in the six month size to get the one year but I feel like this might be it could be one to two. One to two? Yeah. You think the body needs to be longer? I don't mind if the body needs to be longer. Maybe so a little bit. I'm thinking in part because I'm running out of the orange. So it's orange and like a dark gray. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a, a soft giants, San Francisco giants. I, I have, I've never been crazy about the black and orange together because it's so Halloween-y. So right. I'm like, oh, let's, let's light it up with a little gray. But um, I'm going to run out of orange soon. I only had one ball of it. So I'm thinking about taking it down and having four rows of orange and ending it in gray. So gray is the border. Yeah. And then having a gray hood and doing a gray and orange, um, like maybe like a zebra mane. I'm not sure exactly what to do with the top yet. <laughs> but um, that's what I'm thinking. There's some funny things about this pattern. One is that she has you cast on and do the ribbing for the back neck first. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you pick up and knit the button bands, and then you knit these two pieces of the front neck separately, which just seems weird. I think what I'm going to do is take the back neck out. I'm going to reverse it out and knit the neck around, around, and then start to build up to the hood. I wonder why she did it that. Way. I don't know, and I, you know, I'm notorious I mean, for only half reading the. Pick up. I mean, if you're going to knit the hood, then why even do this back ribbing part? Yeah, that was one of my questions, too. I mean, it does provide, like, a little bit of a cinching, I guess, so the hood's just not, like, flopping flopping open. Like, I could see that being a little beneficial. But a hood is so big relative to that little piece of ribbing that mm -hmm. I don't think it's really going to make that much of a difference. But this is also, the front neck pieces are also supposed to be ribbing. I think... I need to go back and thoroughly read the pattern. You know I'm notorious for being like, oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, and then just going on to the next thing. <laughs> well, it's it's. I have a bad habit of just looking at the pictures and thinking <laughs> I know how it's constructed. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of knitter would ever do that? <laughs> so I'm working on that. I'm almost done with the second. It's been sitting for a while because uh, I had gotten to the sleeves, and I was like, ugh. Even though they're like sleeves. the little tiniest sleeves in the world, you don't do any decreasing or increasing. It's just like a tube plus some ribbing. Um, sleeves are they're just kind of a vain. mental mental block against yeah. the sleeve. Um, anyway, so that is nearly that's coming coming in on it um, because I have lots of things that I want to start. 
Um, and you do too. You actually have more. Well, at least as many things that you oh, waste. I know. On. I keep thinking about like yeah, what I could make, because I've been like looking at my stash and like thinking of what I could make, and um, yeah, I'm sure all of this will change by the time I finish these projects and I actually have time to start, start something new. Yeah. So what do you? So what do you have that you're thinking about? So I was. Alma had knit um, the giraffe from Itty Bitty Toys, mm -hmm. Susan Anderson's Itty Bitty Toys, for her godchild, also named Alma. Aww. And it turned out so cute! And lately, Matilda has been really, been really into that Giraffes Can't Dance book. Uh-huh. And so... Um, our friend Sandra Boyne? No. Oh, no. no. It's somebody else. It's kind of a rhymey book. Okay. But anyway, she's like, giraffe! Giraffe! Uh-huh. So I kind of feel like I should make her giraffe. Even though I'm sure by the time I finish it, she'll be on to something else. Oh, and Alma, I think I hear, <laughs> I think I hear a Christmas gift. <laughs> we all know who's the fast knitter in this family. And it's not Jenny. <laughs> it's so good to have a big sister, isn't it? <sighs> um. Although, I already bought the yarn cord, though. There's a thing called the U.S. Mail. <laughs> Because I had this, I bought this yellow um, blue sky dyed cotton because uh -huh. I was going to make um, Johanna something. And then I never ended up making that. And then Matilda sewed in a yellow and I was like, oh, if I just got an orange skein, then you'd be all could, set. I could make the giraffe. It is so funny. Is there something about the gray and orange that is seeming giraffey to me? I don't know why. Yeah. That's the orange. That's the orange, yeah. There aren't many animals that are orange. It's like orangutans and giraffes. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a few things um, in my queue. Most notably, and we talked about last time, is my brother's cardigan. Right. I finally got the yarn for that. And okay, so they did order it. They did order it. So They just had no record that they ordered it. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. So... Um, I guess this is sort of like an aside, but we, I can put it in here, and then we can talk about it a little bit more when we talk about yarn acquisition. But right. um, Article Pract, which is my most geographically close uh, yarn store, is closing. And it was a sh certainly a shock and a surprise, I think even including to maybe to some of the people who work there. Yeah. Um, and a few weeks ago, they started a sale. And I think a lot of stuff went that first few days. Mm -hmm. I went in, I think they announced it on Tuesday, and I went in on Saturday, and there, like, there was, there was stuff there, but you could tell people had been, been there. And it, what was surprising to me is people had come from all over, because people were, like, really? writing down where, like, signing in, and people had come from Palo Alto and San Rafael, and... Wow. Yeah, it was really funny to me, um, and it really, it, you know, lots of weird feelings about it, because I feel like, personally, I did everything I could to support that store, so I'm like, oh, what happened, you know, right. and it's a mystery, and I don't think we'll ever really know. I, I think Christina, who ran the store, what someone told me was that she had a new endeavor, and John actually saw her because he went and picked up the yarn. He said she was really upbeat and in a good mood, so it may not be a bad thing for the owner, like kind of like with art fibers. Like there's just also a time and transition in people's lives, and maybe this was a transitional point, and you can't make someone own Keep a yarn, yarn store open. open for you, right? <laughs> 
So, what? but, I, but like perfectly, perfectly reasonable. I was thinking back on it. And I was like, well, the last six times out of the last six times I've purchased yarn this year, for instance, five of them were at that store. So it's not like I'm like I, I'm like I cannot hold myself personally responsible. <laughs> like. I don't know. No, you are not personally responsible. But, you know, it feels like a bummer. And then I'd go through my stash and think, oh, what? <laughs> anyway, all that to say, before we knew about that, Tenny and I went over there and I special ordered the yarn, some Cascade uh, Eco Plus for my brother's sweater. And it took a little while to get it. It came in last week uh, while I was out of town. And John actually went and picked it up for me. And the kind of really nice was that um, everything right now is 20% off in the store, and she gave me that discount on my special order yarn, which I actually was not expecting, which I thought was very generous. Nice. So um, so the yarn ended up being, you know, less than I thought, about $60 at the door. Nice. Um, and it's very beautiful. Last night, Adrian and I ran, uh, he's loving, oh man, Jenny, when your kid gets old enough, they love to wind yarn. He's like, <laughs> where's more yarn for me to wind? Do you have more yarn? Is there something I can wind? And I was like, go for it as long as you don't put your face up against it like sometimes he's leaning in and I'm like oh Matilda's obsessed with trying to crank the ball winder but Uh then she reverses the direction when they are four and a half they They, understand understand you can say whoop 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 and they reverse course or you say so yes that was a problem for a long time so um so we wound up one of those balls and he was very impressed with how big that ball was he's like oh my that is a big ball of yarn you have to have him make him wind a yowza skein right well it's about, the, it's about the same right like yowza is 560 this is 470 480 yeah. and so it's and it's bulkier it's yeah it's bigger so i'm very excited i might start to swatch that before i finish another project oh, just yeah. because you got a, you're on a deadline with that one right it's true i do um, and having just seen my brother, I'm extra motivated. So, so that's uh, one thing in my. Were you looking at his clothes and thinking about the color? <laughs> there was there was no time to think anything. I saw my brother for this is my brother and I have had two visits this year that have been like this. One where he came to me and was at my house for 24 hours, and then this visit where I was in Chicago visiting him at work for a little more than 48 hours, but I only saw him. Twice. Once I was with him for about five hours, and the other time I was with him for three hours. So, like, it was really... But I had a really awesome trip in Chicago. Right. Which involved meeting Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister (laughs) and seeing a David Bowie exhibition at the Modern... the Contemporary Art Museum. That was mind-blowing. It was so awesome. Yay! So, so, anyway, my brother's sweater. All that to say, my brother's sweater. What, What else is on your horizon... Um, I've been looking through all of my Tin Can Knits mm-hmm. ebooks that I've gotten over the years, <laughs> and, uh, um, I'm looking at my stash, and looking at the books, and, um, just thinking about making the Botany Shawl okay. by Tin Can Knits. I think it's in their, like, Handmade in the UK book, mm-hmm. but it's a semi-circular... Oh, you love the semi-circular. ...shawl with, like, a, it's like a large flower motif mm-hmm. it's really pretty and um, I think the samples knit in this fuzzy looking red and uh, I'm gonna thinking about using my Tuscla Blanc Angora Merino and is that a, that what na- um, what part of the natural spectrum is that on um oh wow 
Yeah, isn't it pretty? It's very pretty. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. And it's one of those shawls that I have a feeling it looks super complex, but could be fairly meditative. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the dogwood blanket that I just made. Yeah. Because of those petals. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Petals, yeah. Um, so it's, I don't, it's, exciting. is um, it one of the darker grays or one of the lighter it's grays? It's actually natural white. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So I was thinking about that. Okay. Um, I have um, some, I want to knit hand warmers for um, Adrian's preschool teachers. Um, and I have, it's just so many options. So like, I don't even have patterns picked out for that or yarn, but I know that I want to knit it in yarn that I already own mm -hmm. and in, uh, patterns I either have already favorited or mm -hmm. own or are free. So those are sort of my own constraints. I always default to that, um, faux cable pattern that is from 60 quick knits, mm -hmm. the cascade book, but I'd like to try something new. I was thinking about the Nalu mitts. Do you know that pattern? It's a cute pattern. It's a free pattern by, Le I think it's by Layla Rabe. She works for Wool People for Jared Flood. Oh. Um, Nalu mitts. And yes, it is. Layla Rabe, I'll say two A's. But it just has, a, again, a traveling. Yeah, hey, I have, a, I have a, a very, very similar pattern cued in my favorites. Ah. And it's called A River Runs Through Mitt. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very similar to that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and this is knit in DK, but I've seen it also knit in sport and fingering weight yarn, actually. So um, I probably should probably just knit the same pattern for both of them in different yarns. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, mitts are good. I think I can knit two pairs of mitts in a week. What yarn are you using? Don't know. I have, I have options. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> I have options. What's Envelope by Isolde? Um, it's part of her, uh, she wrote a little ebook with um, baby versions of her sweaters. Oh, yeah. And this one is actually not a baby version of one of her other sweaters, but it's um, a baby sweater that she designed. And she's trying to kind of trying to challenge herself to get this thing finished in like a day to uh -huh. for this baby who just got born. And it's really cute. It's called Wee Envelope. Yes. And so it's oh, that's really interesting. So you start. I think you do sleeve to sleeve. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's cute. that, you know, neck opening with mm -hmm. like the folded over. Right. What do you call that? There's a name for it. I know there. Yeah. And I forget what it is. Yeah. Called. But anyway, <laughs> there's that baby onesie way the neck opens, right. and then you pick up um, and knit the body down. Mm -hmm. But it's cute, and it looks like it would go pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So I was planning on using the yarn I got in Portland for that. Some which of is the, like the camel, mm -hmm. the camel merino, or is it just camel? I don't remember what it is. Is it the um, the shibui? No. Oh, is this something else? Is this hand spun by nomads? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just called like happy camel or something. Okay, like that. yeah, I think that's what you, I remember yeah. you saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really want uh, to knit a hat in the my leftovers of the bacchus that I have um, from my uh, sweater. Yeah. 
And that orange. And, well, I was thinking about a hat. And the one that I thought of that it would have to be adapted because Bacchus is Aaron. And um, this pattern is worsted, but I think it would be easy to, easy to adapt. It's the Molly hat. I think you've knit mm-hmm. it, haven't you? Mm-hmm. It's a, kind of a waffly knit and then a cable mm-hmm. on the side. And I've knit it before. The One of them I knit was just stunning. It turned out really great. Um, and then I tried to knit it again, and it was less successful. So that was one idea. But then today I started looking at some cowls, thanks to the indie designer gift-along sale that is oh, happening. Oh, no! Is that happening again? I'm yes. going to die. <laughs> and I was looking at the Lee Mer- uh, pattern of Lee Meredith, and I was like, ooh, that could be really awesome in that Pigeon Roof Studios, with, mix it with another yarn. And so... Um, I but really want to make one of those super long towels. This that one you is a, twice. Yeah, this one is a, a short one, um, and and I have this coworker, a, a coworker who loves orange, and I was like, she's the perfect candidate for this orange yarn. Like, she deserves this beautiful orange yarn. But it's like always choosing the right pattern right. is uh, is difficult. And then you had one other thing you were thinking about knitting. Um, well, speaking of the long cowl, mm-hmm. um, Hilary Callis has a fingering weight, big shawly cowl thing mm-hmm. called Star Shower. Hmm. I am not familiar with said pattern. And I was thinking about making it with my Becoming Art Eos Fingering, mm-hmm. which is in those beachy colors. I have so many different plans for that yarn, but mm-hmm. I think that this might... That's weird. That's weird. Maybe it's one word. Star shower didn't come up. But go yeah. ahead. That's um, right. You did last time we were, we I know. were talking. I there it is. It's one word. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I thought it'd be pretty. Mm-hmm. But it would only use one skein, and I have two, so. Oh, really? Maybe. I have so many things that would work for that. <laughs> I have lots of. Yards. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, the, the last thing that I have on my horizon is actually kind of leads into the book review we have. Right. So, um, friend of Sash and Burn, Cerulea Rose, has come out with a pattern collection, I would say lifestyle guide knitting book called Magpies, Homebodies, and Nomads, A Modern Knitter's Guide to Discovering and Exploring Style. And so anybody who knows Cerulea or knows of Cerulea and as an online presence knows that she is, she's the person who makes knitwear beyond hip, like beyond stylish. Right. Um, she has an incredible sense of personal style and able to combine all sorts of things. Um, I was saying to Jenny before we started podcasting, I just call it like everyday glamour. Like, <laughs> like I think most of us just go through life like every day, and there's just like a glamour to the way that Cerulea dresses and how she designs, and it is certainly reflected in this book, which was photographed by Jared Flood, just to add like style to style. It's a Stuart Tabori Chang book, so mm-hmm. it has that touch. And um, yeah, just even the way that it's laid out, but. Um, in addition to quite a few patterns, um, many of which, as we went through, we were like, oh, I want to make that, I want to make that. Right. Um, there's a lot of writing in here and a lot of guidance about choosing color, how to find things, how to mix different things together. Um, so you could sit down and read this like 
I don't want to say a textbook, but like, mm-hmm. you know, a style guide, and which are quite popular in the handmade home handmade clothing. Like I feel like Berta does that, and um, there's somebody else I was thinking of, but I've lost it. But so what's nice is that it's you know, there's all of that, but then there are a number of patterns that fit into these sort of categories of magpies, homebodies, and nomads. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I led into this because one of the first things I'd like to make is the brevet cowl, or I wonder if it's just breve. I assumed it was brevet, um, which is an open work uh, cowl that you wrap more than once. It would be like a twice wrap, maybe maybe more. I can't quite tell from here. And the original is knit with a skein of um, Noro Silk Garden and a skein of uh, Rowan denim. And I actually have a couple of skeins of Noro that I uh, probably would use one. I'm thinking about omitting not. It's got a lot of green in it, and I think I would omit at least one of the green repeats. Mm-hmm. just to, And then use for the um, contrast color, I have this skein, this beautiful skein of pink uh, Noro Kashiroha. Mm. So... That's what I think would be really a really luscious piece, yes. just like soft and and just really nice great, color. yeah, and great colors. Um, and what's nice is about the the Noro Silk Garden is it has little flecks of pink in some of the darker colors. Um, what were some of the patterns? What was the pattern that you identified? Well, the thing I really like is that big cocoon cardigan that's made out of like the peace lace. No, it's the um, oh, bulky. Oh, yes. It's the bulky. It's made out of the alpaca. Yes. And it is a really... I hadn't noticed it as much the first time around. I love that vest, too. Okay, let's talk. Uh, the Loro vest. vest. Yes, the cable and then some open work. Um, and the and textured back. Oh, yeah. That's really lovely with a shawl collar. Oh, and, and knit in a way that would be really... It's kind of like the fronts are a big scarf that are grafted in the back, and then mm-hmm. you knit the back. And that would be so in. comfy, cozy. Yes. I would love to wear that. I love the cozy cowl, which is a big textured cowl. And it's kind of color blocky looking. Mm-hmm. I like it, too. It's a, and in the book, it's shown in a light blue, a cream, an orangey red, and a brown, which are great colors together. Um, I love the Haima slippers. Um it's that kind of um, garter stitch, stockinette stitch combo to make a kind of a rustic looking slipper. And these are knit in a, um, looks like a DK weight yarn actually. I love the way they look, but my slippers have got to be slip on, man. You don't feel like those are, oh, because they tie? Yeah. Don't you think you can knit the, the I think the ties are a little decorative. I think you can knit that without the ties and it would be fine. You think? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we did find the sweater that uh, Jenny really liked. Um, the gazelle coat. And it is really interesting. It is a dolman cardigan, which I couldn't identify when I just looked at it. Yeah, and it has like a... So you s- the, the seam up the back is kind of like a design feature with some eyelets along either side of that seam. And it has pockets and bobbles, and it's made out of alpaca. So you knit the left front and back together, and then the right front and back together. Seam it down the center, join it, I guess, I assume, at the shoulders, and then put in the the, sleeves. How's the front's finish? The front? 
Oh, it looks like there's a garter stitch collar. It's kind of hard to see because it's a dark yarn. Mm. So it's hard to see, but it looks like it's picked up and, and there's a garter stitch all the way around. And I love the way the pockets, you know, are in the side like that and constructed. It's just, um, yeah, I think it's really, it's a very, um, it's a very in silhouette right now, that mm -hmm. oversized sweater um, with awesome pockets. <laughs> I love the Jordan or Jordan or Jordane cape. Um, uh, Jenny brought up the difficulty of capes being that how do you wear a bag with it? I would say you would put a bag on and put the cape over it, but I love the sort of silhouette of this cape. Mm -hmm. It is um, a more fitted, if that makes sense, or less blossomy. Um, I think it, it would be a really neat piece, actually, to wear. I like that neon green I know. Trim. Whenever they put the neon green trim into anything, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's got neon green in it. I love it. Um, what did you, what did you figure out about this Rainier cowl? Um, so basically it's like, um, it's kind of like a double knit cowl, only you just seam it to make it, to make an inside and an outside. Mm -hmm. So the inside, which looks kind of shearling, is made out of kind of a fun fur, and then the outside is made out of this brown merino, so it has kind of a very luxurious look to it. Mm-hmm. Nice. I bet it's super soft. Yeah. I also really like the lob hat and mitts. Um, of course, I'm looking at a lot of mitt patterns, so uh, I thought, oh, here's one that's in my stash. <laughs> you know, you're right. And uh, it's knit in a worsted, oh my gosh, it's in Road to China worsted, which is a fantastic uh, yarn. It's a real luxury knit. That's a yarn I've only touched oh, really? and coveted, but I've never actually bought. I knit my sister-in-law a hat, the Wild as the Wind hat, in um, in Roja China Worsted, and uh, and she was wearing it last weekend, so I was like, mm. and it wears really well, considering mm. what the composition is, that right. there's like, um, it's alpaca, silk, camel, and cashmere. There's no straight up wool, so there's actually like nothing with memory in it. Right. Um, but it, it looks great still. So, um, so I think this is a beautiful book. It is, uh, it's super gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. It really captures the designer in such a way that I feel like you, I mean, I think that's who you're going to see more in the book market is mm -hmm. these designers have a really clear sense of personal style. Right. And, um, and that's definitely, uh, Cerulea Rose. So, uh, a highly recommended um, addition to the um, to the knitting library. Um, yay! So yay. Um, and uh, like immediately has something on my queue, so which I'm hoping to knit before the holidays. I actually have, feel like my pre-holiday. I, I have to stop myself. I need to finish what I'm knitting, and there's like four things I'd like to have knit. That's not that bad. Two pairs of knits and maybe two cowls mm -hmm. that I'd like to have knit before the holidays. And I just don't think I'm gonna try to knit for my family like without making myself crazy. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I feel like if that were gonna happen, I should have started a long time ago. Yeah, and every every year at Christmas time, I get a great idea that I'm like, I will do that for next Christmas. Like I was, um, I saw something about knitting tube socks for kids and I was like, oh, that's so smart. Like. That's how I should knit socks for my nieces, is I should just knit tube socks, you know, without a heel. And oh, I always hated wearing tube socks as a kid. 
But don't you think wool ones are going right. to fit a little bit better? They always fall down. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's the, all the convincing I needed to not make tube socks for my nieces. What I've been thinking is kind of, of breaking the machine out. And doing what with it? And so I was thinking about making, um, basically making a long strip of stockinette and then grafting the two ends together and then seaming it into a tube mm -hmm. so you'd have a big double thickness cowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm actually going to do that. That's interesting because I had just, uh, on the last podcast, had finished knitting um, a cowl, and I put it on, and because the yarn is so thick, it, um, it just kind of falls in a funny way, and I was actually thinking about giving it away, giving it as a gift, mm -hmm. and what I think I might, I can't decide if I should give it with this advice or I should actually just do this, which is, I was going to have it, you know, mm -hmm. double it, whatever, and either, um, like, just tack it down so it stayed doubled because mm -hmm. it looks so much more flattering with one side ribbing and the other side being the, the just the knit fabric. Mm -hmm. um, or like giving it to somebody and saying, you can wear it this way or you can wear it this way. But I, I, I this is so controlling of me and not how I normally am, but it's like when I see people wear um, shawls with the, with the reverse side instead of the stockinette side mm -hmm. showing, it drives me a little crazy, and it, that's happened a couple times with shawls that I've given to people. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, do I just trust that this person is going to wear it the way that they <laughs> that I say, or should I just do it for them so they have no choice? <laughs> Terrible! Well, I mean, if it bugs you, uh, why this not? Person, I know, but the person I'm giving this to, first of all, lives in San Diego. So I'm like, is she really going to get any use out of a doubled, bulky cowl? No. There is a point. Yes. Yeah. Two, like, I'm never going to see her if she's wearing it, so what does it matter to me? Right. I don't know what to do. But it definitely looks better this way without without being able to see the inside of right. it. So. You could also um, line it with the fabric. Mm, it still falls funny, and that would give it too much structure, okay. I think. But I see what you're saying. Like maybe if I were going to give it to someone who lives someplace actually cold, I should do that. Right. So, um, and then I thought, oh, I should have knit it longer, like like a bigger circumference, but shorter, uh, so that you could double it. But you know, it's too late. It's done. The right. sun's done. And I have right. to work with what I have. Um, but it does look really cute when it's doubled and kind of hangs open. <laughs> <laughs> Knits won't behave the way I want them to. Um, so so wait, we didn't talk about what you bought. Oh, right. So at the closure of Article Pract, I went in and I didn't go totally nutso. I've, I've got some sort of some basic stuff that I hadn't tried before. So including the Eco Wool Plus, I also got Cascade 220 Sport mm -hmm. and a purple and a nice blue. I got Cascade 220 Erin in three very neutral colors. Uh, I thought they'd be good for man hats or, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. I got classically Liberty wool, um, one of their multicolored ones, which sort of stripe, but not exactly. Mm -hmm. I got two skeins of that um, for what, some purpose. I don't know what. I was actually thinking about knitting house socks with them because it's a worsted weight, so they, I think they'd be kind of cute house socks. 
And then kind of in the more of like more exciting yarns, I got a Tilly Thomas, I believe it's called Elsie, and it is milk fiber, mm-hmm. merino, and silk. And it's super soft. And it's a beautiful jade color to mix with this Alchemy Cosmos, which is a favorite yarn of oh, mine. It's so beautiful. It's a mohair silk and wool. Um, and a similar color, so I was thinking about actually combining those two into a cowl project. Yeah. I'm all about cowls all of a sudden, which is hilarious. And then um, they had a pair of 16-inch uh, US 10s um, that I thought would be useful for hat knitting. Um, I have to say, like I had, I do a lot of magic looping, but recently... I was able to knit a hat using using um, a 16-inch needle, and I was like, wow, this, is, this is really, this is yeah. really makes my life easier. <laughs> so I think the key to that is for my um, my interchangeable needles, my um, Haya Haya's, I'm going to buy some more of the short needle tips because mm-hmm. that makes the 16-inch needle. Otherwise, right. it's an 18-inch needle, and right. there's a big difference right. in that. So um, so that's what I got at Article Prague. Yay. And you bought something. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just had to spit to buy yellow yarn to make a total something. So, um, yellow. I was looking on Etsy, and there is a dyer in Vancouver who has a very nice yellow merino superwash mm-hmm. that I got for, in a errand weight, I guess, mm-hmm. or worsted weight to make me into a little sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said it's because she's obsessed with yellow, right? Yes. Yes. It's lemon. I mean, it's yellow. It is yellow. She's obsessed with lemons, too. Um, That's so funny. Like, eating them? No, she likes to the carry them around of... and smelling them. They do smell good. <laughs> I'm with her on that one. Um, oh, and I got the tangerine um, colored cotton, dyed cotton from Imagine It. Mm-hmm. For? For the giraffe. For the giraffe. Oh, that came in. Actually, I made Harold go out and get them. Ah. Yeah, I was so surprised when Sean said, hey, I picked up your yarn. I was like, oh, my God. That's awesome. I I mean, not that I wouldn't have gone to the yarn store, but, like, I'm sure more damage was to be done had I gone. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was was like, if I go to Imagine It, I will end up buying more yarn than Mm -hmm. I should. But if you go and just buy the one thing that I kind of need but don't really need, Uh it'll be better. Yes. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> so we have a couple of announcements. One is about uh, the fifteen hats in twenty fifteen. Um, so start from the beginning. I got the wild hair to knit like a billion hats, and um, I thought we could knit as a knit along thirty hats in twenty fifteen. But people talked me off the ledge and said, <laughs> "Let's set a more reasonable goal of fifteen hats for twenty fifteen, and you can actually knit two of those hats before the end of this year. So any hat that you knit between no, that's true." Any two hats that you knit between now and December 31st, or, you know, say November 1st and December 31st, count towards your total of 15 hats. And that way, you basically just have to make one of every one four of weeks. One of them, every four weeks, yes. right. So then you, you're a little ahead. Um, so um, knit some hats between now and uh, December 31st. You get two hats per person, and you will be entered for drawing um, for... Uh, for patterns by our first featured designer, um, Wooly Wormhead. Yay! Um, and Wooly has an awesome sale always in January, so I wanted to time her featuring her with her 
her normal sale. Um, she doesn't know exactly what the dates are. We'll know as it gets closer. But sometimes she even, like, it goes into February. And as I recall, it's a pretty good discount, like, bigger than a normal 25%. But I'm, I'm not going to quote anything because I don't know what the details are going to be. So, um, and I'm hoping to talk to her in December and be able to feature that interview in either December or January. I Probably January to coincide with her knit-along. So, um tag your projects with SNB 15 hats. Um, and I don't know, and, and I'll, I'll start a thread because it will probably just enter you through the thread. I haven't really thought about the logistics, but the thread seems to be the best way to go about it. Right. Um, now, in, so now you can knit from anybody, anybody you want. Um, and actually that goes for every month. But we're hoping that, you know, each month it will be kind of supporting the designers that we're featuring. So um, and along with that, we'll get some sort of discount um, on their patterns and hear an interview from them if possible. So I'm just hoping, especially since Jenny will probably be on some maternity leave, that that will fill up some episodes while she is uh, bringing Blobby into the world. <laughs> um so I'm excited. This is going to hopefully push me to knit some of Wally's patterns. Um, I know. I keep thinking I have to make some for Wally. Yeah. We, there's plenty of good baby patterns. Yeah. Um, so, um, so get knitting. Uh, I'm going to draw the winner on January 1st. So every month I think I'm actually going to do the drawing on the first of the month. Mm -hmm. So if you don't get your thing done, just think, okay, I can enter into the next month's drawing. Um, you know, there's always going to be the next month. And if you have, qualify. like, a particularly hat bonanza month, you can enter all of them, right? Yeah, or, well, if you only get one entry for uh, finishing a hat. So okay. you could just space it out. You know, you can knit all 15 in a month and then, and and then, then enter, enter in, them, in right? each one. Yeah, yeah in okay. each one. So, but, um, like I said, we have, actually I have February's designer lined up, too. If you've been listening uh to this episode, you might be able to guess who it is. Um, I won't say anything uh, this month. Maybe I'll announce that in December. Uh, the other announcement is um, a bag designer who we I talked about a number of months ago. Her name is Karen, and she runs Zoe's Bag Boutique. Um, was really excited that we had talked about her. She actually offered this last spring, and I never got it together. But she's offering a 10% discount for Stash and Burn listeners with the code Stash and Burn at her shop on her website. Uh, so it's uh, zoesbagboutiqueshop.com, and that code is good from November 15th to December 15th. So um, she has these great bags. Um, she has some that are uh, drawstring bags, but that are lined. Um, and then she has the, the bags that I really like are called the Kipster bags. There's a smaller Kipster and a larger Kipster. Do you remember looking at these? Yeah, Jenny? I totally remember looking at um, these. And the Kipsters have a lot of pockets. There's actually an outside zipper area, and then when you open it up, uh, there are pockets um, on the inside for knitting um, accessories. So um, I don't own one of these yet, but I will be buying one very soon. Um, I'm just trying to decide between the large and the small um, size. So the the Kipster bags, the smaller one is seven inches tall. Is that right? I believe it's seven inches tall with a diameter of five and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's nine inches tall with a diameter of five and a half. And I believe the large one is 12 inches tall with a diameter of seven and a half. But they're really well reviewed by the users. They look super sturdy. I love this idea of the outside zipper pocket. So um, if I know some of you went to visit her site, which is how she came and found us. Uh, so if they caught your eye and you didn't purchase, you now have a little bit of an incentive. 
Um, again, the code is stash and burn, and uh, the site is Zoe's Bag Boutique. So thank you very much, Karen. And is there anything else? No, I think that's it. I think we're good. So have a good month. Knit away. Get going on those hats. This month's um, Uli challenge is a random act of kindness. So that's one of the reasons I've been thinking about what to knit for coworkers because um, even though everybody here knows I knit, I don't knit for my coworkers typically, so I thought it would be nice to pick one or two coworkers and make them something that they weren't expecting. Right. So, um, so think about the random act of kindness you can have in your life, and I'll come up with a December challenge uh, closer to December. Um, keep entering in Uli. We have one more drawing for that, and that will be uh, at the beginning of January. So have a great month. Hey, Porter, hey, Porter, would you tell me the time? How much longer will it be till we cross that Mason-Dixon line? At daylight, would you tell that engineer to slow it down? Or better still, just stop the train, cause I want to look around. Hey, Porter, hey, Porter, what time did you say? How much longer will it be till I can see the light of day? When we hit Dixie, will you tell that engineer to ring his bell? And ask everybody that ain't asleep to stand right up and yell. Hey, Porter, hey, Porter, it's getting light outside. This old train is puffing smoke and I have to strain my eyes. But ask that engineer if he will blow his whistle, please. Cause I smell frost on cotton leaves and I feel that southern breeze. Hey, Porter, hey, Porter, please get my bags for me. I need nobody to tell me now that we're in Tennessee. Go tell that engineer to make that lonesome whistle scream. We're not so far from home, so take it easy on the steam. I'm gonna get off first cause I can't wait no more Tell an engineer I said thanks a lot and I didn't mind the fare I'm gonna set my feet on southern soil and breathe that southern air